0: I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on
1: SBNationRadio.com.
0: Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith.
1: Listen what the man said. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And you are here and we thank you for hanging out with us. The next hour we're going to be talking golf, some good news, some bad news, some healthful news. And, uh, and some funny stuff. Talking about funny stuff and bad news, let's combine them and get it out of the way quickly because it's kind of really depressing. But Tim Conway passed away this past week. Oh,
2: and, that's uh, terrible.
1: I'm uh, sorry. Many of us remember him from The Carol Burnett Show.
2: Oh, yeah. He might be one of the most the funniest human beings ever. I know. He was absolutely it, the, phys- the physical comedy that guy did was unbelievable. And one of the funniest physical
1: bits he ever did was actually about a half hour long movie called Dorf on Golf.
2: Oh, it was fabulous, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was phenomenal. If if you haven't heard, if you haven't seen it, go find it on YouTube. I, yeah. it, it's got to be out there in the YouTube first. It is. Universe,
1: it is in someplace, fact, somewhere. In fact, if you subscribe to our drinking and driving newsletter, we're going to have a, a link to it, um, the one that you will be getting or you should have gotten on Friday. So uh, subscribe to it. it if you don't get it. Subscribe to it, and you, you can always go back and access some of the past um, newsletters uh, if you want to. So we thought we would throw that out there. Dorf on golf was one of the most hilarious bits, and it it made golf accessible for the common man.
2: It really did. Yeah, it was it was hilarious.
1: It took every little segment of golf that people have ever come across and made it real for us it's like man I'm not the only one who thinks this way
2: <laughs> it's, yeah uh,
1: it's absolutely crazy you know so,
2: what I mean, John do you know is is harvey corman still alive uh, I believe so he might have had I think that that guy might have laughed more than any human being ever because he was a part of that show and he was truly never never the funny guy himself
1: no, he, he was, was the
2: guy that absolutely, positively could never keep a straight face. He was the straight man, and um his, uh, his deliveries.
1: Was, yeah, you just watch some of the outtakes of the Carol Burnett show. And again, uh, if, if you have not seen Dorf on Golf, make sure that you check it out on YouTube. And again, our uh, our condolences to the Tim Conway family. Uh, Tim right. Conway passed away this past week. uh, But now, on a much more positive note, we are those Weekend Golf Guys, and we're going to be talking about some great stuff. If you hang out with us, we'll be right back and let you know exactly what it is. Don't you go away. If you guys haven't heard about Roan, you are really missing out. Let me tell you, Roan is a men's performance lifestyle and premium activewear brand that's engineered for unparalleled quality and comfort. Uh, it's an absolute necessity for guys on the go, and it doesn't matter if you're training in the gym or you're jumping on some international flight somewhere. These guys are your new go-to men's clothing brand, Roan R H O N E. I'm going on vacation soon, and I can tell you, I can get everything I need. I'll on the same website, Roan.com, because they have everything a guy needs from premium shorts, shirts, tank tops, socks, underwear, swimwear. I mean, it's great stuff. They engineer clothing that's perfect for the office. They're perfect for long flights. And commutes. And you know, I'm going on vacation, which means probably at least one of the connections is going to get canceled. So it's going to be a long time hanging out in an airport. I got to get comfortable. They've just released their new commuter collection. And man, I just went crazy on the website looking at this stuff. Uh, shorts. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody ask you if your shorts, if you prefer a nine inch or 11 inch inseam? No, me too. And, and the, the polo shirts are beautiful. The shorts, the, the pants, the pants, you can get them in snug fit. You can get them in loose fit. You get them exactly the size you need, get them hemmed to your perfect length, and the shirts, the dress shirts, <sighs> wrinkle-free. Yeah, wrinkle-free. No more, hey, John, you own an iron? I mean, whether you're sitting around or whatever, you know, these this stuff's going to look good for for the guys like us who go into the office in the morning, go play golf in the afternoon, then go out to dinner and, and hang out uh, for a few drinks after dinner. It's all the same clothes. Go to Roan.com slash weekend. Do it today. Use the promo code weekend. You'll get 20% off your first purchase. Okay. R-H-O-N-E dot com slash weekend. Promo code weekend to get 20% off. Roan.com slash weekend. Promo code weekend. R-H-O-N-E dot com slash weekend. Go now. And it's us, Those Weekend Golf Guys. Thanks for hanging. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I am in the studio. He
2: is in the middle of nowhere.
1: Or Kansas. which Whichever. I mean, whichever. it's kind of synonymous, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll tell you what. It is a big place, Kansas is. Uh-huh. And it is. Uh, there's a lot of it that looks just like the rest of it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I understand, man. Hey, listen, you, you're familiar with uh, the movie The Big Lebowski? Yeah. I never saw it, but I guess it's a cult classic, right? And that,
2: they that's have, the, I'm told that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, I've seen it, but I just I didn't know that it had evolved to that status until a couple of three years ago where people just keep talking like it is that thing.
1: I don't know why, but here in Louisville that every year they have a thing called Lebowski Fest. Oh. It's a big thing. I mean, people come from all around, you know, to, to do this. They come dressed as characters and they go bowling and they do stuff like that. Right. The same people who do Lebowski Fest have just announced that they're doing Caddyshack Fest. Oh, yeah. And it's starting this year, and it, too, is going to be here in Louisville, oh, Kentucky. We are,
2: we are going to be all over that, like white on
1: rice. I think we, we need to become, those weekend golf guys, the official radio show of Caddyshack Fest.
2: Oh, I agree. Yeah, I for, agree. That's going to be fun, man. I, I'm going I'm to shave your mustache and make you judge snails.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's going to happen, dude. <laughs> We're waiting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm practicing. Uh, it's oh, yeah. it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, the I forget the actress's name. She's the actress that played the, the lead caddy's girlfriend. Um, Cindy Morgan. Okay. It's Lacey
2: Underhill, man. Come okay. on. Okay. <laughs> All well, right. You get have with, a, the, get a, with the program. A, yeah. Much
1: better retention <laughs> than do I, man. But that's cool. That's cool. Um, anyhow, she has already been announced. The actress who plays her is going to be there. And yeah. Bill Murray's son is an assistant basketball coach here at the University of Louisville. So I would imagine <laughs> it wouldn't be much for Bill to bop into town. So um, it's going to be a fun time, man. Keep, oh, yeah. Keep apprised of everything going on. Just uh,
2: stick with us. We will let you know. You know, love, that's love impressive. Idea, love the whole that's idea. That's impressive. I, I, can, I mean, I'm still getting my mind wrapped around the fact that they're going to have a Caddyshack Fest. Yeah.
1: Now, there have been many, oh, I won't say many, iconic golf movies. There have been a few. There are yeah. a few golf movies that I can watch over and over and over again. The Legend of Bagger yeah. Vance being one of them.
2: Hey, I got I got news for you. Mm-hmm. I have played both golf courses that that was filmed on. That was out in... Um, um, Multiple times. Out on uh, Kewa Island, wasn't it? The 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 18th hole in the movie was done at kiowa island so it could be uh, a shot with the ocean on the left and the clubhouse on the right but they created that 18th fairway where one does not exist now oh really so it's a little bit if you've if you've ever been to kiowa as you're standing at the clubhouse looking straight at the ocean just a few mere hundred yards away right Mm -hmm. in front of you right you look left and you'll see the driving range but the driving range doesn't go all the way down to the beach to the water, but that's the space that they put that
1: – Oh, okay. They use that lot, for the fairway. That
2: fairway. Right. So and you can that's make the, the shot one hole from the sand. Did. That's right. Yeah. So you can hit the ship. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But the but the but most of the movie was shot on the fantastic golf course that is the golf course that Pete Dye has said that is the finest golf course that he's ever built. Now, you and I think that that's the French Lick right. golf course. There's a plaque on the number one tee at this golf course that says, that's a quote from him, that this is the finest golf course he's ever built.
1: Really, Which And it that?
2: is the Pete Dye golf course at Colleton River in Bluffton, South Carolina, just outside of Hilton Head. Okay. So naturally, my connections down in Hilton Head, mm-hmm. I have played that golf course. Uh, with Rebecca and Drew and Caroline, Drew and I have played it uh, three times, and once again we played it this time. Uh, this our last spring break.
1: Can we run that audio by again and just figure out what name is conspicuous by its absence there? Okay,
2: so continue the the, the Pete <laughs> Dye Golf Club.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've played it many times with with Drew yeah. and Rebecca and Caroline and Kathy yeah. and There's no John
2: in there. Oh, that's
1: right. How long yeah, have we worked is- together? Come on, man.
2: Yeah, well, but, you know, what's interesting about that movie, I'm I'm, avo- I'm avoiding the subject. Yeah, that's okay. Um, we'll come that, back to it later. Both of those golf courses in the movie were built by Pete Dye, the Ocean yeah. Course at Kiwa, which, you know, Drew and I have played there. Yeah. Just <laughs> mentioned that. Thought I'd, yeah. thought I'd drop that in there. Uh,
1: yeah, rub that in a little bit. I have played there, yeah. by the way, and not with you. So there, haha.
2: Wow. <laughs> well, I am not happy that you didn't play with me. <laughs>
0: well,
1: it was a long, long time ago. And it was the time <laughs> – see, I I, um, I, grew up on the ocean. I love the ocean. I hate being landlocked. It's the only thing I don't like about living in the Mid-South. So far to see the ocean. And when I had an yeah. opportunity to go to work in
2: Charleston, South Carolina, I took it without
1: a second – with nary a
2: second's hesitation. So you can't see the ocean from where you are? Your your periscope's not high enough. Not high right?
1: enough, no. Too many mountains between <laughs> me and there, man. Um, <laughs> But I, I lived in Charleston, South Carolina for three years. And it was great because suddenly I was a two hip. We worked at a radio station that was like the hippest radio station in town and we got anything we wanted. It was like being a spoiled kid, which, you know, I kind of was at the time. Um, but what the, uh, the head of the Charleston City Golf Courses listened to me in the morning, and he loved the radio station, and he called me. and He said, hey, you play golf, man? I said, yeah, kind of. And he said, hey, wow. any time. And so I used to get off the air at 10 o'clock, and I was at 11 o'clock. I was at the golf course. I played about four times a week, and I what, was almost was getting this? good. Was this
2: back in hot 6, like you keep telling? No, this is 1983. Oh. oh, okay. Sorry.
1: 84, 85, and 86. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told you I was a about kid. By the
2: time I was in high school and college.
1: Yeah. And I was just out of college. I was just a kid, man. I didn't know what I was doing. But I got kind of good at
2: playing golf. I can see that nothing's changed. That's great. I love it how you've <laughs> maintained that stability in life.
1: That's right, man. That is right. There was a famous disc jockey in Chicago at WLS who went Larry Lujak. Larry Lujak, who went out to a career day one day and a kid came up to him at school and said, Mr. Jack, I want to be a disc jockey like you when I grow up and he said, Kid, you can't do both <laughs> <laughs> so i have so, opted to remain on the radio and not grow
2: up so we managed to get from golf movies mm-hmm. to larry lujak on the radio yeah we digress so well
1: but it's all it's all it's a stream of consciousness yeah. thing go read a james joyce novel movies. and you'll you'll understand what we're doing here <laughs>
2: yeah let's get back to golf movies golf movies so, are okay. great. so we know caddyshack's the king it is Everything's decaying. measured, right? It's just at the top of the of, of the pyramid there. Right,
1: it is and then you know. Like what else you got? Legend of Bagger Vance. I love greatest yeah. game. Yeah, the greatest game ever played. One yeah. of my favorites. I like that. And, and I gotta, I gotta apologize to people who are fans, but one movie I never got into was Tin Cup. Really? I'm not sure why. I'm not even going to try to come up with an idea why.
2: Because um, you have hit that shot too many times.
1: <laughs> it, maybe back bad memory. <laughs> close
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. to home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, man. Get too much change. Get too much change in the left <laughs> pocket. You need to shift it over to the right. Um, they're shooting those chili peppers, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah.
1: but no, there have been some great golf movies, but there's nothing nothing will ever, I don't think, ever compare to Caddyshack. It's it's a golf movie. It's a comedy movie. It's it's great.
2: What do you think about Happy Gilmore?
1: Were you a fan? No, I do not like what's his name. I, I don't like any movie he's in.
2: You don't like Shooter I McGavin. Love,
1: I love Shooter McGavin, man. I love Shooter okay. McGavin. I love the movie he was in two years ago that we, we had one of the stars on on the show. You the still comedian, like Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, thank you. Adam Sandler is a is crap.
2: You didn't like Bob Barker pounding him in the face though? I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. See, I've already mentioned three things in the movie that you liked. <laughs> it's just what the overall thing, about?
1: man. got me right. just a little bit upset. No, I'm, I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan of Adam Sandler. I am sorry. But I love golf movies and Caddyshack is it. And Caddyshack Fest is coming. And uh, we, we just can't wait. So again, keep, uh, keep listening to us. We will let you know everything we hear about the wins and the whys of Caddyshack Fest. They do not have a specific date yet. They just say fall of 2019.
2: Well, ju- we'll be waiting with baited breath. We
1: will be, but judging from the weather, fall of 2019 could be tomorrow. Depends on how it goes here. But uh, <laughs> that's true. We've got. That's uh, true. We're, we're going to talk to a guy uh, who is a, a historian and a whiskey historian. You're going to talk about really? whiskey, and we're going to try to find out definitively if, if we have 18 holes because of whiskey. You know the story. We're going to check it out. We're going to be coming right back. <laughs> Don't you go away. We're going to talk We're going to talk some booze and some golf next on those weekend golf guys. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. Are you a sales guy or a business owner? And do you use golf? In your business, you should, you know. It's a great way to build a relationship much quicker and much more deeply than you can in a month full of business lunches. Really, is. you can learn more about somebody in 18 holes of golf than, than, than you can any other way. Check it out. Make sure you do it right. We've got a place you can go. It's called thebusinessgolfcourse.com. We've got a freebie there for you to download on how to put together the perfect foursome to actually make a whole lot of money, a whole lot more money, then you're going to make normally. It's the best way to make friends and influence people, if you pardon the expression. Golf for business. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. The perfect golf foursome. You can get it for free. Just go there. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. One more time. The. Write it all out. One word. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. And thanks for hanging. We are back. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Together, we are those weekend golf guys. I have a guest with us who is an aficionado, a connoisseur of sorts, a historian of bourbon. Not one of the worst ways you can make a living. Michael Veach, <laughs> how are you, sir? And welcome to those weekend golf guys. What's going on, man? Yeah,
0: thank you okay. for having me. Uh... Glad to be on your show. Well, we're glad
1: to have... Listen, we got one question. It's not bourbon-specific, but it is whiskey-specific. Maybe you can answer this definitively for us. But we have been told that there are 18 holes on a golf course because there are 18 shots in a fifth of scotch, or be any whiskey. Actually, a fifth is going to be the same size no matter what you put in it. Yeah.
0: You know, it depends upon the, the size of pours that you're pouring. You, you can make that work. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's so (laughs) accommodating.
1: You got it, brother. If you want it to be true, it's true. Let's go. All
2: right. You know, I've got, I've got a friend of mine who has told me that he is also a bourbon connoisseur, but we just have a five letter word for that
0: instead. Drunk. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You really appreciate bourbon. You know, you, you take your time with it. Well, you know, the, the best way to drink bourbon, in my opinion, is to uh, get a really good bourbon and pour you a, a tall whiskey glass full of it and sit down with a good book. <laughs> and about every, about every 10 minutes, pick it up, smell it, and taste it. And it, a good bourbon is going to change in flavor every time you do it. Really? Yeah, because it's going to breathe. It's going to let out certain gases and flavors, and they're going to change, and it, try it sometime.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's an excuse. Another, not not that we need one, but anyhow, does it have to be made here in the state of Kentucky in order to be considered bourbon?
0: No. Bourbon is a product of the United States. Okay. It's just that all the good bourbon is made in Kentucky. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We can live with that discernment. Is there bad bourbon? I mean, there are bourbons that aren't as good as others, put it that way. And, you know, actually, they do make some good bourbons outside of Kentucky. There's a couple of uh, uh, places that I know of. They're making really good bourbon in southern Indiana. But I would like to refer that as the uh, Hoosier-occupied northern Kentucky anyway. So.
1: <laughs> My daughter, yeah, I'll tell you a little story, Michael. My daughter, uh, on her honeymoon, went to St. Augustine. And down in St. Augustine, they took a tour of a distillery. That was making vodka and bourbon. (laughs) The tour guide was talking conversationally with my daughter, found out she was from Louisville, and would not let her taste their bourbon. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) not a good sign.
1: No, he said, no, here, you just stay with the vodka. You don't need the bourbon. There
0: are some good bourbons outside of the, uh, the state. You know, actually, uh, I've had several of the uh, uh, the small artisan distilleries outside of the state that have uh, uh, sent me samples of some really good bourbons. Uh, it, it's going to be a a good time for bourbon drinkers here for the next twenty or thirty years.
2: How do you get on that list? <laughs> <laughs> Did, do you send them with straws, or do they send them in squeeze bottles, or
0: you know, how does that work? Sometimes I get a seven fifty from them. Sometimes I just get a, uh, a you know small fifty milliliter sample bottle. It just depends upon uh, what they send.
1: Yeah, Michael Veach, historian, bourbon uh, expert, aficionado, is with us here on those weekend golf guys. And bourbon is officially an American whiskey, right? I mean, it was it was invented here, created right. here, and so golf and Scotland and Scotch are all put in together into one little thing. Can we, can we mount a campaign to get golf in America and
0: bourbon to be all the same thing? I think that's uh, only reasonable. You know, if you're playing golf in the United States, you should be drinking uh, an bourbon. American right. whiskey to go with
1: it. You say there's 350 different brands of bourbon available right now?
0: Oh, there's more than that now. <sighs> uh, I, think, I think Susan Griegler and I, we wrote the book, uh, The Bourbon Tasting Notebook. And the second edition, I think, had about 350. And we've already tasted close to another 100 uh, that came out since the second edition came out. So there'll be a third edition coming out probably next year.
1: (laughs) And and you you have to have a very good palate, I guess, to be able to discern some of the differences. And and I I hope I I don't offend anybody by using brand names, but I'm going to use some brand names here. My late mother was, was a bourbon fanatic. She loved it. She loved Maker's Mark. And I bought her a bottle of Woodford Reserve, and she could tell a very big difference between the two. She said the Maker's Mark was sweeter, Woodford was more smoky, and she liked the Maker's Mark better. Are there other kind of differentiations? Oh, yeah. There's
0: a lot of things when it comes to tasting bourbons uh, that make them unique. You know, it's got very tough guidelines as to what you can be to be a bourbon. It's a matter of fact, it's like the toughest guidelines for any whiskey in the world. But... In those guidelines, there's still a lot of ways to vary the flavor. You know, you've got the mash bill, how much corn you're using, are you using rye or wheat or something else for the flavoring grade? Uh, how much barley are you using? A lot of people are even beginning to experiment with using two types of barley where it's not just regular malted barley, but they'll use some of the beer barley, like chocolate malt or uh, 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 honey malt or something like that. Then you've got yeast. There's thousands of different types of yeast out there and they all make different flavors you know so so you've got those differentials and then you can vary it in uh um in the ma- uh the maturation process you know how long are you going to age it the longer you age it the more barrel flavors you get you know what wow. proof are you putting it into the barrel that was go- that's going to change the flavors because there are certain flavors that are more soluble than water than alcohol, so if you put it in a lower proof, you get more sweet notes. Wow. Uh, you know that's why Maker's Mark puts theirs in at one hundred and ten, whereas a lot of other distilleries put their whiskey in at one hundred and twenty-five. Sounds like as complex as some of the stuff I talk about. It is. Yeah.
1: It is almost oh, as complex, complex as a golf
0: swing, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it, it's very complex. That's why. Uh, you really don't have two bourbons that taste exactly alike.
1: And then it all depends on, to
0: what you're drinking it with. If you're putting yeah, a exactly. water in
1: it, or if you're taking it neat, or mixing it with soda, or... You know. Or
0: even what you're eating with it. I don't know if you've ever seen my blog, but I do tasting notes on every uh, Wednesday, and I always taste the whiskey with a dried cranberry and a pecan, because the sweetness of the dried fruit brings out certain flavors, and then the tannins in the pecan brings out other flavors. You can carry this through and pair it with things like cheeses and chocolate or fresh fruit, you know, something salty. Yeah. Uh, Julian Van Winkle swears that the best thing to uh, have with his, uh, his products is an aged Gouda cheese. <laughs> and, and I did a, uh, uh, a blog, and we did a bourbon and cheese pairing And he was right. His product, uh, the 15-year-old Van Winkle, goes really well with an aged Gouda cheese. And the (laughs) other bourbons that we had didn't go as well with
1: it. Yeah, the only problem being, (laughs) Michael, that if if you can find a bottle of the Van Winkle at 15 years old and then afford to pay (laughs) for that bottle, you don't have any money left for aged Gouda cheese.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true.
1: (laughs) We're going to have to work with you. Maybe we get some, some bourbon tasting set up at some golf courses and, and start the movement to make bourbon the official, the official whiskey of golf in America.
0: Hey, I am open for that. I'd be, I'd be happy to do bourbon tasting for the golf crowd. Because, you know, golfers are very discerning,
1: ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I didn't know from bourbon until I moved to Kentucky, and then I got educated very quickly, and it was like, whoa. I mean, my father still drinks scotch, which tastes like the water is made from something they squeeze out of a peat
0: bog. But, I had a friend that once described scotch, it tastes like what old books smell like. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: yeah, that's, that's really appropriate. <laughs> it is. That's, that's why most <laughs> of the
1: guys who drink it have like patches on their elbows and wear a suit coat and smoke a pipe. Old guys. Anyhow, Michael, we, we're running out of time, man. But uh, you mentioned your blog. How do people find it if they want to read up on you and some of the, the stuff you do about bourbon around here?
0: It's bourbonveach, B-O-U-R-B-O-N-V-E-A-C-H dot com. Fantastic. That's easy uh, enough. It's easy to find and uh, do uh, a lot of different things on the blog. I do tastings every Wednesday uh, uh, on my. Uh, I usually have something out on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Monday is liable to be just a little bit of everything. Uh tasting notes on Wednesday, and then on Fridays I'm alternating between uh, uh book reviews and old photographs.
1: Ah, okay. Fantastic. And listen, if if you're like you're doing a a charity golf scramble or something, you wanna add a little extra oomph to it and have a you know, a bourbon, bourbon table tasting and stuff like that. Uh, give us a holler. We'll put you in touch with uh, Michael and we'll uh, see what we can get going for you. Michael Veach and it's bourbonveach.com. Sir, thank That's you correct. so much for spending some time with us here on those weekend golf guys. Okay. Thank you for having me. Hey, our pleasure. I want to thank Michael Veach for spending some time with us and, uh, and, and thank you for, for your interest in the Great American Whiskey. And we're serious about this. You know, we, we are in Louisville, Kentucky. We are in the heart of bourbon country. and got a lot of buddies in the bourbon business who play golf and would like to uh, marry the two. It is a movement that we are starting. We all need an excuse to play more golf and drink more bourbon. Bourbon is good. Golf is even better. And let me tell you, you want to get play better golf... Uh, a little bit of a shameless self-promotion here. Next Monday, that is tomorrow, tomorrow morning at about uh, 11 o'clock, we will be doing a second Facebook Live from the Gulf Cave with Jeff Smith. The first one went over so phenomenally on, on some of the misconceptions you have been taught about keeping your head down, keeping your arms straight, and things that are really screwing up your game. Um, tomorrow's is going to be even better. He uh, gave me a little bit of a hint what he's going to be talking about, But I can't tell you. No, I cannot divulge it. All I can tell you is it is going to make your golf game better. Facebook Live. If you were to go to facebook.com slash golfguys right now and follow us, you will be alerted when we go live, not only tomorrow morning, but every time. And uh, don't worry. If you can't make it tomorrow morning to see the live, you can always do the replay. Uh, It'll be there in perpetuity for you, which uh, means forever. Yeah. It'll be there for you whenever you can get to it and you need to get to it. So we've got uh, some more stuff coming up. Hang, hang out with us because we are going to be talking about some specific changes you can make to play better golf 30 minutes from now. If you just listen close, we'll be right back. Don't you move. If you guys haven't heard about Roan, you are really missing out. Let me tell you, Roan is a men's performance lifestyle and premium activewear brand that's engineered for unparalleled quality and comfort. Uh, it's an absolute necessity for guys on the go. And it doesn't matter if you're training in the gym or you're jumping on some international flight somewhere. These guys are your new go-to men's clothing brand, Rhone, R-H-O-N-E. I'm going on vacation soon, and I can tell you I can get everything I need all, all on the same website, Roan.com, because they have everything a guy needs from premium shorts, shirts, tank tops, socks, underwear, swimwear. I mean, it's great stuff. They engineer clothing that's perfect for the office. They're perfect for long flights and commutes. And, you know, I'm going on vacation, which means probably at least one of the connections is going to get canceled. So it's going to be a long time hanging out in an airport. i got to get comfortable. They've just released their new commuter collection. And, man, I just went crazy on the website looking at this stuff. Uh Shorts. Yeah, have you ever had anybody ask you if your shorts, if you prefer a 9-inch or 11-inch inseam? No, <laughs> me too. And and the the polo shirts are beautiful. The shorts, the the pants, the pants you can get them in snug fit. You can get them in loose fit. You get them exactly the size you need. Get them hemmed to your perfect length. And the shirts, the dress shirts, wrinkle free. Yeah, wrinkle free. No more. Hey, John, you own an iron? I mean, whether you're sitting around or whatever, you know, these this stuff's gonna look good. For, for the guys like us who go into the office in the morning, go play golf in the afternoon, then go out to dinner and, and hang out uh, for a few drinks after dinner, it's all the same clothes. Go to Roan.com slash weekend. Do it today. Use the promo code weekend. and You'll get 20% off your first purchase. Okay. R-H-O-N-E.com slash weekend. Promo code weekend to get 20% off. Roan.com slash weekend. Promo code weekend. R-H-O-N-E.com slash weekend. Go now. course we have a facebook page facebook.com slash golf guys we would love it if you were to go there and like us we'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us facebook.com slash golf guys and hey, we're back thanks for hanging that's pretty interesting man one thing i didn't get to ask mr veach about was i found out there's a guy who who is a new distiller of bourbon and he actually puts his bourbon in a barrel and puts the barrels on a boat it says that the rocking motion of the boat makes the bourbon taste even better
2: yeah. since i since i really don't drink it yeah. I, I you know I'm I'm asking questions and I'm learning stuff, but I don't know it not just culture. You know, enough. here we are talking about you know talking about bringing that to golf. I think there's a whole bunch of people that are the wine crowd, you know, drinking, and there's a whole bunch of beer drinkers. Yeah, and I'm not so sure how you're going to fit that one in between those two. I I don't know. Maybe you can maybe you can find the niche. We can try, I guess. Speaking yeah, of finding,
1: speaking of finding a niche and shots out on the course. Uh, Finally, the weather broke, and, and I've been playing my butt off here like six times in the past
2: two weeks. Okay? Wow, that's pretty good for a dude who's had a heart attack six it, months ago.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. And I'm doing quite well, too, doing is quite it, was well. It, has it been six months? Uh, it was November, so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Less to, yeah. So I'm, following your advice and the things that you have said on the show and on $5 Golf Club and on some of the Live from the Golf Cape videos, Facebook Wait a minute, we need,
2: to, we need to We need to. back up a second. Okay. Are you suggesting by that sentence that you actually follow the advice that I give you?
1: No, no, do I follow it, but I make sure it works beforehand. All of it? All of it. Okay.
2: Well, no, just Mustache the good ones. Mustache not, not the ones right. where you try to lead me
1: astray on purpose. <laughs> I have to filter it out, man. And I get the good stuff. But my iron shots now, I have finally found, I have finally been able to discern where the middle of my stance is. And yeah. when you have the ball in the right place, man, it is such a difference.
0: Yeah, same thing know, with my driver. Yeah.
1: And the same thing with my driver. I'm hitting them mm-hmm. straight and far. And, and my iron shots, man, are like right on target. And I don't even feel the club hit the ball. It's just, it's so, it's a beautiful thing. But yeah. for some reason, I can't translate that position with my fairway woods and my hybrids.
2: No, just, that's just normal for people. Right? The Fairway woods, hybrids and long irons really are the toughest ones for people to find the ball position, make the best contact. But yet the answer is the easiest thing in the world and it's the same thing I told you with the with the the, the middle irons that you're hitting so great now. Uh-huh. You, you do you remember what it is?
1: Um hit the ball before you hit the ground.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But the trick was, if you'll remember correctly, stand there and make a few swings
0: mm-hmm.
2: in in the fairway or 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 you know first cut of rough, where they're in balance golf swings and make contact with the ground and a balanced finish. Go look at where your first strike in the ground. Where does that club first touch the grass? Right. Right. And then you realize you're like, okay. Where's that going to be with long irons, hybrids, and fairway woods? You know what it's going to be? It's going to be about mid-collarbone on the left side, on the front side, right? Not the back side. you know, not the right collarbone. Okay. But, you know, we've talked about that where the middle was hitting just barely at the sternum to just barely left of that. That's Mm -hmm. where you're first starting to hit it with your mid-irons. Yep. Well, it's going to be about a ball forward of that. Okay. And it's going to be real close, real close. inch you know, just barely larger than a golf ball, a gap that, that you'll hit right in there. You'll find that uh, a golf swing that is gently downward, right? And I and I want to call that shallow, meaning it didn't pierce the turf too deeply. You could call it a skimmer. Mm-hmm. You could call it a scraper or a scalper kind of a swing. Right. right? Not a digger nor a plower kind of a swing. Mm -hmm. We don't want it coming in that much. Not like an airplane coming in for a crash landing. Right. That would embed itself into the ground. It'd be coming in for like a, a plane coming in for a belly landing, a firm belly landing. Right. Mm, Okay. The place where that first touches the ground. I want to put the bottom of my golf ball right there. So I will hit the back of the golf ball just prior to that spot. Right. And all of a sudden things are crisp. They're well struck they're center cut mm-hmm. just like you're having with your irons. Yeah. So what's interesting is that you remembered what to do, but you kind of forgot the process because you just didn't take that to the same, more of the same clubs.
1: Yeah. Once I you, found, you found it,
2: it with your short irons, I mean, you found it with the middle.
1: Yeah. I, I stopped the process of finding the position. Once I found yeah. it, I just went with the memory of where it is. Yeah. Yeah. May And
2: you know, Well, you know, interestingly enough, I have a video um, and we put it out on the $5 golf club, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe, about finding your best ball position. And I did a really nice video on that where I've got a big pile of golf balls and I'm out there in the fairway of this golf course. And uh, I got this big pile of golf balls out there and I'm talking about this. So go to that video and refresh your memory. And for those of you out there who haven't been the, the $5 golf club and see that, Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Get get there. It's a it's a pretty well done thing. Now, I'm saying that because I'm the one that did it, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's, you know. Yeah, I, I got you. I've got some, you know, the Golf Magazine people think it's a pretty good video, and the, yeah. Yeah. the PGA thinks it's a pretty good video, and I think it's going to wind up showing up in places like that pretty soon.
1: Yeah, and his so, own humble, yet nevertheless, expert opinion, and the expert yeah, opinion it, of many other experts. Just real good. Real good.
2: Yeah. So in, in that everybody swings a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but yet when I see people swing that, you know, the, the guys who are a bit more on top and the guys who come in from the side, who rotate through a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the guys who are kind of under the guys who are kind of under, they're really skimmers, right? They're, they're really, that's coming in pretty darn shallow. Yeah. But the guys who are coming in a little bit on top, they're coming in a little steeper. Right. But nonetheless, the landing spot's pretty darn similar. Okay. It's pretty close to each other, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's yeah. it's right in there in a, in a two golf ball window right. of where that thing is. So if you're listening to me out there, you know, go find your go find your ball position by finding your low po- your landing spot. Now, it's different than the low point. The low point is the lowest part of the arc, right? Now, it's possible that they're one and the same thing where you're actually at the lowest part of your arc only barely skim the surface and, and first come in contact. But with for the most part, People are coming in contact, and then they're taking out a little grass.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: We'd like to take out a little, little bit of grass. We don't want to take out a ton. Let's give it a good, firm haircut. Mm-hmm. You know, get that buzz cut going. If you got some rough out there, like John, you could use a little bit right now.
0: Right?
2: <laughs> haircut. Yeah. Use a little trim. You can use a little trim, right? Yeah, I can it's just, yeah. yeah. Get that. Get think about think about me taking a whack at that at that mop there and and going at you, getting ending up with a ending up with a scalp job where you, it's just like a. You, you just you've just gone off to basic training, yeah. <laughs> right? Get yeah. it right down to the nubs,
1: baby. The anti mohawk, right down the middle, man. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you though, you get find, a little of that. We're in pretty good shape. Finding that sweet spot, that Goldilocks position, where it's just right. Yeah, you, you cannot beat the feeling. Um, and it it works wonders too for your. For your confidence, because oh, yeah, it does. if you don't step up to the ball, going well, I wonder where this is going to go. <laughs> you'd be surprised how much better you're playing.
2: You know, yeah. When you know where it's going to go, yes, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, or at least that's you, the best, greatest thing ever. You're confident. Play doesn't know. Yeah, you know you're going to hit it solidly because you just you can sense it. Yeah, you felt it.
1: I I am now with my driver. And your techniques and the proper ball position, I am now hitting the ball farther than I can see. I have That's to get really good. I have to get to the point where I assume the ball came down, even though <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a par four on Sunday after our live show here in town. Elevated tee, straightaway par four. I hit my shot, and I aimed for. They had a bunker like 120 yards. Maybe 180 from the tee, uh, almost halfway to the green. Why it's there, I'm not sure. Probably because it's in a real bad place for the guys who play from the tips. You know, <laughs> But I wasn't playing there. So I aimed for it, knowing that aiming for it would probably be the best way to avoid it. Yeah. However, right. <laughs> I hit it, and it was on a rope, and it went right where I was aiming it. And it's sailing right toward the bunker. And it left my field of vision, meaning it just went farther than I could see. (laughs) And I wasn't sure if it wound up in the bunker or not. And I was with fear and trepidation approaching that bunker and found out that the ball was not in the bunker, alas, but about 100 yards beyond it. Ooh. So, um, yeah, I had a a lob wedge into the green, man.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is, man.
2: Let me yes. ask you a question. Yes, of all these shots doing. that you're hitting, you know, out of your sight, mm-hmm. is it due to the fact that your glasses are not yet up to speed? Oh yeah, it's, it's bad eyesight,
1: man. It's not. I'm hitting it that far.
2: Right, no, <laughs> I was gonna say because right now, aren't we talking about you know like twelve, thirteen clubs you can do that with? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's oh no, it's it's a hundred percent the eyes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking. They say you start getting old, the eyes are the second thing to go. So, (laughs) really? Yeah. Um,
2: It's terrible. Like they tell you.
1: But I, I can't see far away without, well, actually, I can, I don't know what it is. I can't read without my glasses on, but I can see fine otherwise. Except when it comes, you know, if a golf ball goes farther than, you know, 150 yards. Then I'm kind of like, yeah, I think I saw it come it, down, but I'm not well, sure. Well,
2: it also might be the fact that it's springtime and it's been raining like crazy and it's constantly cloudy. That's true so, too, yeah. You know, here you are and you don't have any contrast because you got this ball that gets out there and it's got this gray skies all over the place and it's hard to see. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Because I've been noticing that when I'm teaching and my eyes are, you know, not too bad. Yeah, live with that fantasy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, i got I got readers. I can see beyond.
1: Man, you know? I'm the same way, man. I can see fine, uh, except when it comes like a golf ball that goes more than 150 yards. Yeah. It's like
2: just so this this concept of that you mentioned, you know, hey, let's just aim right at it because we are where I gotta hit it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that's a that's a really good thought for an awful lot of people because they they just it gets them to take that aim. But for the most part, you're talking about a pretty small golf ball anyway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 1.68 inches. So maybe that's a good thing for people. I mean, what are the odds of them actually clocking the you know, the, the branch on that tree? Oh, yeah, I forgot. For you, I shouldn't ask that question. You're the you're exception to the rule,
1: right? Oh,
2: 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For you, that's like saying, hey, John, don't point you. <laughs> Get a squirrel in the street. You better aim right at him so you'll miss him. That's right. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, many many times I've hit a shot, hit a tree, and someone says, "I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can do that again." And is you're like, like "Ooh,
2: yeah. gas money!" <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Bet you will only say that one once.
1: <laughs> and I I learned I learned something. A guy told me something the other day. Met him on the golf course, and I had uh, a really bad hole, blow up hole, and hit a long putt, but it was like a double bogey. And he he said, "You know." I have done the research, and it is extremely easy to hit a 50-foot putt when you're putting for a 10.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Let's just say the athleticism is the only thing left. Yeah, that's right. Right. The rest of it, yeah. <laughs> I, think I think we're all checked out on that.
1: All right. Listen, we got a few more minutes together, but uh, do check out that video that he alluded to at $5 Golf Club. Uh, You can get on there and just look around, and you can find it uh, on finding the perfect ball position because it's very important. And once you do that, man, you are in like Flynn. It is going to be a whole new ball game. We have some time yet together. Be right back. Don't you move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5GolfClub.com, the number $5 golf club. Com. are you a sales guy or a business owner and do you use golf in your business you should you know it's a great way to build a relationship much quicker and much more deeply than you can in a month full of business lunches really is you can learn more about somebody in 18 holes of golf than 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 you can any other way check it out make sure you do it right we've got a place you can go it's called the business golf course.com Got a freebie there for you to download on how to put together the perfect foursome to actually make a whole lot of money, a whole lot more money than you're going to make normally. It's the best way to make friends and influence people, if you pardon the expression. Golf for business. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. The perfect golf foursome. You can get it for free. Just go there. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. One more time. The Write it all out. One word. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com dot com. The Business GolfCourse.com. And it is us, those Weekend Golf Guys. You can catch us right here every Sunday at this time. And uh, should you miss any of the shows, you can always go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com and catch up. We archive everything there. We also have a Facebook page we would appreciate you going to it's called Facebook.com slash golf guys and you can go there and follow us and uh, be alerted Um, Any idea when we can do another live from the Golf Cave?
2: You know, oddly enough, I have my calendar in front of me. I think the best day for me to do it is Monday the 20th. Coming up just a couple days.
1: Monday the 20th. That would be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, right. That would be tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. All right. We will do it tomorrow.
2: I Uh, think we'll do it tomorrow. I'll announce the time. Uh, How about we do it at 11? o'clock
1: 11 a.m tomorrow morning. 11 a.m We will do that because i will be live getting there yep all righty then that'll that'll give you time to fly in and get home and unpack and get out to the golf course so we appreciate that live from the golf cave facebook live tomorrow uh 11 a.m and of course you can always you can always access it it'll be there in perpetuity at facebook.com slash golf guys but if you follow us you will be alerted when we go live in case you're just, you know, sitting around, you forget, it'll pop up on your phone or your PC or wherever you're at. And just say, hey, the golf guys are live. And you go, oh, yeah, that's right. I might actually earn something good. You there can. You go. Every time he's there. I mean, the last time we did, catch up if you missed it on misconceptions. The the things that people have told you that you probably should ignore. Like keep your head down. Keep your arms straight. All yeah, that stuff. Some that's of those really things. Messing up your game yeah, yeah. rather than improving it. So.
2: Yeah, you know, Misconceptions was a good one. Miscongeniality was pretty good, too. We did a good one on that.
1: We kept that one for ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Was she friendly? (laughs) Yes, she was. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Uh, Again, we appreciate you being here and uh, invite you to come back every Sunday. Should you not be able to make it? You can check us out at thoseweekendgolfguys.com, facebook.com slash golf guys. Uh, drink some bourbon. Let's, let's help make it's an American whiskey and let's, you know, try to equate it with the American side of this game here. Okay. But maybe you could go some beer that's just aged in a bourbon barrel. That's good too. We're just yeah. doing, doing one for the home team here and uh, find your uh, perfect ball position. What else are we talking about? Oh, yeah, and follow us again on Facebook. We'll let you know when Caddyshack Fest is coming up. So there you go. Oh, yeah. That's everything in a a nutshell as we recapped. All right, we'll be live tomorrow morning, Facebook Live. Hope to see you there. If not there for the live, you can always catch the replay. Other than that, find your perfect ball position, lose all those misconceptions, and go out and play some golf.